Hey, you want to do uh, you want to do filthy Fritz? I couldn't tell you the last time I did filthy Fritz. I think it was a year ago. I think it was twenty twenty, Christmas maybe. I don't even know. I have no idea. The last time I did filthy Fritz, but let's do it now. Let's listen to his latest, one of his latest uh, yarns. Remember, for for those of you new to the podcast in New Hampshire, there's one station, there's one television station in, in New Hampshire. One, uh, you know, the ABC affiliate, which is WMUR. Located as out of Manchester, that's that's the news station for all of New Hampshire. Crazy as that sounds, for us here, uh, just a you know a stone's throw from the from the state line of Massachusetts within the greater Boston area, uh, in southern New Hampshire. Anyways, I don't know about the rest of New Hampshire. I know way way up in the mountains, uh, it's WMU. I mean, like way 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 up, like towards the border. It's you know there's like it's Canadian stations. Uh, it might even be, might even be like a station out of Burlington and then W. It's, it's so weird. Uh, but you know, most States have a bunch of cities and they all have their own, uh, you know, the Albany area in New York has its own ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, Binghamton has it, Buffalo, ha- there's New York city. There's all the major Syracuse, right? They all have Plattsburgh, uh, you know the big the big markets the not so big markets they all have a New Hampshire I would imagine Vermont is probably the same I would imagine Rhode the small states like the Rhode Island and Connecticut type that's probably the same New Hampshire has the one ABC affiliate WMUR the Boston we also so we have two ABCs if you live in Nashua you get two ABC stations you get the Boston one uh, WCVB and we have CBS out of Boston WBZ. NBC out of Boston, WNBC, I don't know what it is, and WFXT is Fox 25 Boston, which they now call Boston 25 because it's very liberal and they don't want people to think that they're watching Fox even though it's quite obvious. Anyway, so New Hampshire has one station, WMUR, and every night uh, out of Boston's ABC station at 730, they have a show called Chronicle, which is not just Boston, but it's Rhode Island. It's It's around New England. It's a lot. It's just local interest stories featuring a, maybe a local business, a restaurant, uh, history, any kind of any number of things. Just interesting stories. It's a it's a magazine show, if you will. And New Hampshire WMUR has New Hampshire Chronicle, and they have a few features. You know, around this time of year, they had one of the hosts of the show. They had a fun little cooking segment. They were baking. Uh, I don't know, some fucking dessert, eggnog, whipped cream or something like that. And it was Aaron Falu, who's the co-host with uh, Sean McDonald, Sean McDonough. I don't know his name. And uh, anyways, Sean something. Aaron Falu is the other host. And they also host the news in the morning. They're the, they're the morning anchors, which is very strange. So they're the morning anchors. And then every night they come into your house at 7 o'clock just going around to like, hey, well, this week we'll feature local ski resorts. And then we'll talk about a pie-making contest out of Concord. And then Fritz Weatherby. Fritz Weatherby is a – he's 80 – he turned 80 like I don't know how many years ago. So he's, he's probably closer to 85 now than he is to 80. And uh, he's just a delightful, charming – you know, I talked about like these, these daytime TV show hosts being folksy, not being – He's as folksy as it gets. He's just a he's just a kindly old man who has all kinds of stories to tell about New Hampshire and all sorts of history and all kinds of things about New Hampshire. And a lot of the time, it's uh, he'll be standing in a, you know a different town, 
standing in front of a historic landmark, a church, a town hall, a town common, whatever, a bridge, or just like he's just standing on the side of they just drive him to the middle of nowhere and they throw him out of the news van on the side of the road and just have him talk for three minutes. And then other times he just he's just standing there and he has just a silly story. He has all these made up characters. His fr- my friend Binky says, uh, my good friend Webster Webster and Fauntleroy. Uh, I don't even know. Tutti Fruity Magica Voodie or some fucking weird name. He's got all these ridiculous names. So years ago, I took that and just made up my own filthy fritz. I don't even know what this story is going to be. I just heard Binky Sears. So we're going to play it for you. And then I'll see if I can... Uh, I, don't even, I, don't have a, I don't have anything written. I'm going to have to make up names. This, this could be a disaster. But let's see. Here's, here's Fritz. Sears was really happy to see the package there on his doorstep earlier that week. He had sent for a new waterproof cover to put over his gas grill. Binky used his hunting knife to open the package. Inside, it was odd-looking, but Binky didn't think about it. He, he tore the plastic bag open and took it out. What, he said? Well, it certainly was not the cover for his grill, Binky grabbed the packaging, and sure enough, it was not addressed to him. It was addressed to his next-door neighbor, Bruno Schnoffel, and Bruno's wife, Marge. As you no doubt know, Bruno is a difficult person. He is dour and suspicious, and he is sure that people are plotting stuff. He and Binky headed out some years ago when Bruno charged Binky with poisoning his chickens. Later, a guy from the county extension service told Bruno that the chickens had died of bronchitis. But Bruno, to this day, believes that Binky killed his chickens in spite. And now, Binky had opened this package addressed to his arch enemy. And then Fern, Fern came in. What is this, she said. Well, I think it's called a bustier. Binky said, well, Fern inspected the bustier. It was lacy and black. You bought me a bustier? I didn't buy you a bustier. Well, who did you buy it for then? I didn't, he said. What? He said, I didn't buy it. We got the mistaken package. It was addressed to Bruno. Next door, Bruno? Well, she said, this is a lot smaller size than Marge wears. What are we going to do? Well, I'll take it over and put it on his doorstep and I'll leave it like this out of the package. And she did that. And Binky and Fern spent the rest of the afternoon at the window waiting to see if Bruno or Marge would come home first. Bruno came home first, which was a disappointment. That's the fucking story. That's the other thing about Fritz's stories. They're, they make no sense. They're just pointless. They don't have an ending. Uh, so this bustier was many sizes smaller than Bruno's wife, Marge. 
So they waited to see who would come home first. And Bruno came home first. The end. <laughs> What's the fucking end? That's the story? Anyway, but he's a lovable uh, fellow. And then there's Filthy Fritz, who used to show up quite regularly on this podcast, and he hasn't, he hasn't stopped by. It's been, a, it's been a good year or so since we've seen old Fritz. And, uh, oh, what's, yes, come on in. Yes, hello, it's me, Filthy Fritz Weatherby. And I'm here to tell you about all the town folk of Knob, New Hampshire, such as my good friend, Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, who was uh, sitting at his house one day up there in Knob, New Hampshire, all of a sudden, a package, a parcel, was delivered to his door. Well, Fauntleroy opened the door, picked up the parcel, and brought it inside. Then he went upstairs and masturbated for a good, a good several minutes, a good long while. His wife, Fern Pistains, came home and found, found the parcel on the, on the oak table, made of sturdy Vermont oak wood, from the mountains of Vermont, even though this is about New Hampshire, they had a Vermont table. Well, anyways, Fern Pistains opened the parcel and said, Fauntleroy, what is in this parcel? What are these things? Fauntleroy ran downstairs to see what was in the parcel. Meanwhile, next door... Reginald Vell, oh, excuse me, Reginald Vell Boner was looking for a parcel of his own, and he saw Fern Pistains pick up the parcel on the front porch of her house. Reginald Vell Boner screamed, that fucking bitch, she stole my parcel, that goddamn whore stole my parcel, it was filled with dildos and butt plugs and all kinds of sex toys, anal beads, and the like. And so, Reginald Vell Johnson said, first that, first that dirty bird, first that dirty bird, Fauntleroy Fuckleberry's been over here fucking my chickens, having his way with them, to and fro all the live long day. And then that goddamn bitch wife of his steals my parcel. Meanwhile, back at Fauntleroy Fuckleberry's house, Fern Pistains opened the contents of the parcel and, as I mentioned, screamed up to Fauntleroy, What is in this parcel, Fauntleroy? And Fauntleroy came downstairs and looked at the contents and said, Well, I'm no big city sex fiend, but that looks like dildos, butt plugs, anal beads. Cat-o'-nine-tails? I don't quite understand why it's here delivered to our front porch, Fern. Then Fern looked at the front of the box and the parcel, said, Oh, this was supposed to be delivered to Reginald Fell Bona. Had to remember his name for a second. And they said, Oh, but Reginald Fell Bona, we all know that... Uh, Anus von Sweets, his his wife, who never took his last name Valbona, Anus von Sweets, his wife, 
well, this, this isn't her cup of tea. This isn't her sort of thing. Well, just then they saw Reginald Valbona next door pull out of his driveway and drive off to pick up his wife, Anus Von Sweets, from the local uh, the w- local uh, Buckaburger, Wanker, Wiener, whatever the name of the restaurant is called, I can't quite remember at the moment. And they said, well, we best return uh, Fern Pistains and Fauntleroy Fuckleberry said, we best return this parcel to its rightful owner. So they brought it back over to the porch of Reginald Velbona and Anus Von Sweets, who was, of course, at the Wankawina Tug You Meet. That's the name of the restaurant. Not to be confused with the Buckaburger Dollar Dog, as told by the original Fritz. I knew it would come back to me eventually. So, Anus and Reginald... I should say, Anus and Fauntleroy brought the parcel back over to Reginald Velbona's porch and left it there. And then they went back and they hid inside the window. But not before old Fauntleroy took a good, took a good plowing to Reginald's chickens out in the backyard. Even though, as you know, he had been whacking off upstairs just a few minutes prior. The man who claims to be no big city sex fiend sure does have a proclivity for jisms. In any event, they waited to see who would come home first, Reginald Valbona or Anish von Sweets. Of course, they were both in the same car at the same time. So they both came home and they saw the parcel filled with dildos and butt plugs and cotonine tails and Anal beads, that sort of thing. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry and Fern Pistains came over to Reginald Vell Johnson's front porch and said, Aha! We caught you with your, with your sicko sex fiend sex toy fun box, didn't we? Well, just then, Fauntleroy Fuckleberry tripped on the stairs at Reginald Valbona's house, fell backwards, his pants, his trousers, got caught on a loose nail and ripped his pants clean off. Reginald Valbona said, you get that filthy, pantsless Fauntleroy Fuckleberry off of my property post-haste. And just then, Reginald Valbona tripped over his own stairs and landed mouth-first on old Fauntleroy Fuckleberry's dripping hog. Well, Reginald Valbona, said Anus Von Sweets, looks like you had your cock and ate it too. And scene. Not bad for a completely ad lib story. I mean, uh, <clears throat> not bad for a completely ad libbed story. Tune in next time for more of Filthy Fritz's disgusting yawns. Doodle doo, doodle doo, doodle doo, doodle doo.